Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful hosts, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you, kings and queens, for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we actually have two amazing guest speakers that's going to, uh, well, two guests today that's going to join us uh, for today's topic. We have an intern that is in Cultural Area Senior High School. Uh, she'll be going off to college this year. Her name is Nakaya. She'll be joining us for a few uh, for today's cop topic. And then we also have on my business spotlight, which is Nakia, both ends. They're trying to tongue twist me today. <laughs> but Nakia, she's going to talk about her business in regards to extensions and then how she helps people with medical um, hair losses or, you know, whatever issues that women are going through in regards to um, needing extensions and wigs. So before we get into today's topic, uh, Jenny Lee is going to tell a little bit about Nakia and we'll go right into it. Nakia, Nakia Lundy is a founder and CEO of Intriguing Hair. Her company helps individuals suffering from demoralizing hair loss. It welcomes women of all hair textures. She is also a member of the American Hair Loss Council. Nakia's passion is helping women fix their crowns. So thank you, Nakia, for coming out to Uncommon Women today. Um, is there anything that you wanted to add um, in regards to your, your bio that we didn't discuss? Well, I'm currently in school um, for trichology. It's basically an advanced training um, over cosmetology. So it's, I can help a lot, do a lot more, especially with women with hair loss. I would just add that. But everything else is good. <laughs> oh, great. You're welcome. That's awesome. So before we actually get into today's topic, did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? How was your life growing up? Definitely. Um, so I didn't have like the best background. Both of my parents um, were unfortunately addicted to drugs. Um, I was th their first child um, and they happened to have four kids after that. So I spent a lot of my um, younger years like moving from home to home. Um, mm. So I really didn't have like a a, a home setting. I think that kind of was more the drive and determination that led me to, I've always had like a, um, you know, a good determination to do better or want better. And I think that has to do with like my upbringing. I was in a, a lot of different households um, and I always felt like I wasn't wanted or, you know, like I just didn't feel like I belonged a lot of times. Um, I was at a group home for about a year and a half. Um, okay. A lot of times it was just like moving from place to place. Um, and there were twice in my life, like one time I was able to stay with my brother. Um, we stayed in the home for a few years there. And then also I stayed with my sisters as well. But it was a lot of like, you know, shut, uh, 
going to different places. So it wasn't like the best childhood. It was pretty traumatic. And as I was actually talking to one of my therapists, I would say last year it was funny because she had said to me, like, you know, you had a, you had a very traumatic uh, upbringing. upbringing. And I was like, traumatic? Why did you say, like, when she described it that way, it was like, it was, it was like a, like, you know, like a brick, like hitting a, a, a brick wall. And it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, I had to deal yeah. with that. And it was like, yeah, you know, very, yeah. so I had a tra traumatic childhood and, I'm learning to accept that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but look where you're at now. You got to yeah, think. Definitely. There's always a, um, <laughs> yep. you know, so I, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely better now. So you didn't, you didn't allow that to dictate your life. Exactly. But it, yeah. I think it was a driving force, like definitely a yes. driving force for me to do better. Cause I've always had like this ink, like, you know, this yearning always to do better. I never wanted to rely on anyone or, you know, I felt like, having to ask some someone for something always was like a problem. So it definitely mm -hmm. was a, a, a driving force into my life that made me want to do better. That's awesome. That so where does your inspiration come from? Do you think it comes from your, your childhood, your background, or is it something that triggered your lifestyle where you was like, man, I want to, I want to do something to help women. I mean, you, some things that like, kind of correlate with each other and you don't realize realize it um everyone that knows me always says like they, that I'm doing the job that I should be doing because you know as a young child I always was like in the mirror trying to figure out how to um you know do my do different hairstyles for myself mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and then you know I, I'm like a person that I feel like a hairstylist in general is kind of like a psych a therapist in a way where you're, you have this one-on-one -on -one moment with people and you're constantly like you know giving advice and you're listening to someone so um it's easy for me to like, you know, I'm always like a, a helper or a giver of people. So I think it, it just kind of was natural. It was a very natural thing for me to um, help women. When I first started doing hair, like in my, when I started my company, my, I, my target customer was African-American women, me being one myself. And as mm -hmm. I start to be in business, a woman from all ethnicities that were having a medical hair loss started to come to me. So, you know, I just wanted to really delve deeper into the industry to figure out ways to help them because I never realized how hair ties into the identity for a woman. Like, you know, when, when you lose your hair, especially as a woman, we view that as ourselves. And it's a yeah. very traumatic experience. Like it's a very, like having, so there are some people that have like, alopecia totalis where they have no hair like they lose all of their hair completely wow so it, it, you're you're no longer the person you were and you have to now figure out a way to feel okay with yourself so and now yeah. navigate mm -hmm. in the world that way so um it, initially it wasn't like i was like looking to help women i just kind of was wanted to beautify people and make people look good um but i realized that you know when you, how someone looks has a definite reaction to how they feel as well. So when someone looks good, they feel good. So, yeah. that helps, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, can you speak on intriguing hair? So intriguing hair um, basically is, we, we, we aim to be a world leading hair augmentation and non-surgical hair replacement. Um, we remain faithful to the art of hair in its purest form, creative, clean, and free. And basically it is to make women look and feel their best. We have a, a location in Boston, Massachusetts, and a lot of women, especially throughout the New England area, travel to us. We have an online website, intriguinghair.com. We're about to launch some smart vending machines in the malls. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Then, yeah, 
<laughs> the most important thing I like about my company is that we also have the ability, especially for women with hair loss, because, um, you know, most people have any type of health insurance and people don't realize that they can, that the health insurance companies, if you have a medical diagnosis for hair loss, will um, either pay the cost or partial cost of the wig. So we're able to bill insurance companies directly. And there's, there's not too many um, locations or like salons that do that. So I'm really happy that's that awesome. we have that ability oh, to okay. be that's able to great. do that. That is really great. Can you explain the difference between um, medical hair and wigs versus like typical bundles or extensions? Definitely. Um, so there are so many different types of wigs. Okay. So there, like, there are so many different types of wigs. So you have something called custom wigs where people take hair extension bundles and hair pieces such as closures and frontals to, uh, you know, either hand make or use it like with a sewing machine to make a custom wig to where you're adding different pieces and making a unit. Um, you can also have a front lace wig, which is basically a frontal piece in the okay. front, which allows you to get a little bit more versatility. Um, so there's a front lace wig where you have a frontal in the front and then the bundles in the back. Um, there's full lace wigs where there are, they're all individual strands throughout the wig. A full lace wig allows you to do um, any type of hairstyle. So it's the most versatile wig that you can purchase, but it is um, very delicate and fragile because when we do things like bleaching the knots um, to make it look more realistic, we're breaking the bond down, but um, mm -hmm. it, is, it allows you to do a lot more different hairstyles. Um, then with medical wigs, a lot of people uh, like the monofilament wigs. It's just a okay. type of lace and it has, uh, it's similar to like a silk top or a, like silk top where it kind of mm -hmm. look, lace is like fabric, like skin, whereas the monofilament has like an extra padding on, on top of the lace. So it makes it look a little bit more, people feel like it looks more natural as skin, but the thing with the monofilament wigs is that you're limited in styling because you only get the part that the wig comes with, so you can't change the part. So technically, okay. if they had like a part like this, it literally mm -hmm. would only be this one part, and that's the only way I can And that's it? it. Mm -hmm. okay. So right now, I'm wearing a frontal wig. It's a custom wig, so I can change the part anywhere in the front. Um, oh, okay. So that gives you a little bit more versatility than like a closure where you only have, you can wear your hair down and a low ponytail. And then we also, a lot of people that have medical hair loss, they like hair toppers. They're similar to lace closures where they have clips. So basically you'll have like a, uh, like maybe like a four by four piece or five by five piece. And you, if you're having experiencing hair loss on the front of your head, you mm -hmm. will put the topper on to, and it kind of like camouflages the front. Um, oh, for okay. women, that's a common hair loss. Is that usually women that's have hair part? loss at the top of their head first? Okay. Oh, um, okay. And 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 the interesting thing too is because I'm in school for trichology, I've, I'm learning all these different cool <laughs> facts. But um, seventy percent of women are going to experience you. You seventy percent of women experience hair hair loss sometime within their lifetime. So it's, wow. a huge it's a really huge number. Like, wow. but something's like, we don't really talk about, you know, something kind of like in the back of, you know, in the back of the room and in the right. world, people don't want to talk about it. It's, you know, uh -huh. it's 70%, a that's a lot. Yeah. 70%. Wow. Yes. Wow. That is a lot. I mean, I, I get it. If they don't want to talk about it, I mean, kind of gives them some of the, some insecurity. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I, I wonder if people, you know, women think it's just part of aging. Yeah, you know? that could be it too, yeah. <laughs> and then you know what's interesting too is that I deal with a lot of people like, 
it's made me think about a client I have. She's 70. Uh-huh. And um, she didn't know that she had alopecia. I had to tell her. Like, she didn't oh, even wow. know. Like, and she went to the, she went, I told her to get her. Um, so if you are experiencing some type of hair loss and you need help, uh-huh. um, the best thing you can do is you should contact your primary um, physician and ask okay. for a referral to a dermatologist. And a dermatologist then can diagnose your hair loss. They would do either, oh, okay. like, you could, oh, okay. as a trichologist, I could do a scalp analysis, but they could be, it's a little bit more advanced. They can also do a scalp biopsy if they see something. Oh, but oh, yeah, wow. that, they'll be able to basically um, give whatever type of hair loss you have a name. So at least you know what's going on. Um, mm. Okay. So it's, it's very okay. interesting. Yes. It is interesting because. I mean, it, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is interesting because it just makes me think like when I wash my hair, like my I have a lot of hair. So my hair just comes out in clumps and clumps of it. So that and could I still be, have... no, no, that could be just normal. Cause really? I, yeah. <laughs> you, you lose hundreds of hair strands within a week. Mm. Wow. You, do, you do lose a lot of hair in, within a week. People don't realize that. There's a con- there's like a hair process that you go through with your hair. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um. And since you do uh, since you you do wigs for women, right? Mm-hmm. So. Who, do you do wigs for younger kids, like younger children, younger girls? So I, I, I have done wigs for younger girl, but girls, but um, mm-hmm. it's not really common. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be just the loca- where I'm located that it's not that mm-hmm. common. But for okay. the most part, um, majority of our customer base is like millennial women. Like they're usually okay. like in their mid thirties, forties. Okay. Um, we have some older clients too. And then we do, you know, there are, we do have some teenagers and, you know, younger kids that, you know, they might just want some type of hair extension service or it's their okay. prom or graduation and they want to do like a one-time thing. Yeah, okay. can definitely um, do it. We, ha- we haven't done it as much children, but thing people come to us is because we can make custom wigs and they're conformed to fit any head size. So actually Ooh, a child nice. to come to us would be a good thing because right. most wig sizes are actually like 22 perimeter. Um, okay. So like that's a standard wig size. So it usually is much bigger than like, you know, much bigger than a child's head. So, okay. but we do definitely <laughs> could do that. Um, and then, you know, people always, always ask us like, you know, I'm, I'm, I live in another state. How can you guys accommodate us? <laughs> we do virtual consultations like through Zoom. Okay. And then okay. the only thing is that we always ask, because um, for the measurements, we ask someone else to do them because, you know, it's hard for you to measure your own head. And, <laughs> but as long yeah. as you can get someone yeah. else to measure your head, for yeah. you, um, it's very easy. We do it all the time. And we oh. actually, we bill insurance companies out of state as well. We uh, work with a medical billing company. Okay. Um, and they kind of basically, if you were wanting to know, like, if what your insurance company would cover, we have a, a form on our website. Okay. That you can fill out, you put in your, you know, pull out, put in your information, you put in your insurance company. Our medical uh, billing company that we use, they then contact, you know, the insurance company. They figure out, like, what exactly is needed because all insurance companies are different. Mm-hmm. So okay. And then that from there, we tell you, like, exactly what you can get and how to go about it. It's a pretty straightforward way to get it done. Okay. So so you do work with people outside of your local residency. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Definitely. We do have a lot we have a lot of clientele in New England. 
um, Massachusetts is small in general. Like, you know, when you think about New England, it's small. It's very small. Yeah. It's not uncommon for someone to be here and they're like from Maine or Vermont. It's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> now, that brings another question for me. With it, Massachusetts being law, um, small, like compared to, you know, like Atlanta and like the other states that, because mm -hmm. a lot of competition out here for, yes. for win, wigs and bundles, because I've had it all, you know. <laughs> This is my season of braids, but I've had it all. How has business been, you know, during, you know, the pandemic and things like that? Has it affected you at all with uh with everything that's going on? Or has it actually been an increase with people doing things online? Well, so the pandemic did affect us because, um, well, in general, like 90% of hair is sourced from, sourced from Asia, like 90% mm -hmm. of the world's hair. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know even in our industry, I'm when we're talking to like medical um, hair toppers and medical wigs, those, mm -hmm. it's like almost very non-existent, like, because just the factories are shut down still, like, right, still right now. Wow. Um, so it definitely is affects sourcing products. Um, and then, you know, we, we kind of did transition, we kind of tried to pivot a little bit because from March until August, we were like, our state was closed down. So we couldn't actually really be open. Um, wow. So that's when we started to do like the virtual consultations and we were doing a lot of like um, no contact pickups for wigs. So it, yeah, but it, it has, it hasn't been, I feel like our industry isn't as bad as like other industries. Definitely okay. Not okay. Industries. Um, and then unfortunately, like in June, there was a protest and like during the, pro like after the protest, um, you know, there was a little bit of vandalism and um, mm -hmm. so, like, they broke into oh. our store and like trash. Right. Like oh, wow. What? I know it's kind of about that. Oh. but I'm here today, so yes, <laughs> yep, and that's and that's all that matters, right? <laughs> you know, you have to go through some things. Everything is not life is not easy. Like if it was easy, I always say, like I tell my employees, like if it was easy, everyone could. Do Everybody it. be doing it. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. Everybody would do it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but things are things are definitely picking back up. We've always uh, been like a more um, a more in-store retail location and people it's I think maybe it's that people you know some people don't trust online they rather mm -hmm. want they want to touch it and they want to feel what they're getting oh um, yeah so they have that you know that that they like that more one-on-one -on -one experience but then you know a lot of our customers that have hair loss they might be going through cancer and they're mm -hmm. Doctors saying not to be out in public. So then, you know, that's why yeah. I've seen a, a decrease in our sales because, you know, a lot of our medical customers, they don't really want to be around people, even if they right. got vaccinated or anything. They just, you know, there's just, it's a different time right now. And probably a week too. Um, yeah. Think about it for a week. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a whole process too, because like during the, during COVID throughout, like maybe we've had so many things like we've like, when was it like maybe like three weeks ago, Three weeks, like about three weeks ago, um, you know, everyone in that that worked at my store that day, we had to all be on quarantine for ten days. And then it's always like I would feel bad if I ever infected someone, like not right. intentionally, but like mm -hmm. just so many different things. Clients coming with with COVID, and you got yeah. to tested. It's just right. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. Yeah. retail. Yeah, right it, it, yeah, it is hard. It is hard because it's just like it's like you can't win or lose. Yeah. So yeah. It's definitely yeah, it's like the people some people they feel like I wanted the world to be back open. I don't want to wear a mask. 
or like, it's like you have to. Yeah. Um, Okay. My next question is, how can you tell someone's having scalp and hair issues besides the alopecia? I mean, from your own eyes when you're looking at their head. Well, from my own eyes, I mean, it's it's easy for me to see something going wrong because, you know, it's usually visible. Like um, how I said that women usually experience hair loss at the front of the head. So mm-hmm. you might see some thinning. Um, and, okay. You know, it's during the process of the consultation, you usually you uncover things like you ask people like, oh, well, what? what what has been your hair history like? Do, okay. do you like you know like someone that's excessively wearing braids or weaves and they're not giving their hair a break? You might see that they have some thinning in the hairline. Um, you know, even though we do hair extensions and wigs, it's not something. Certain services, depending on the health of the person's hair, they shouldn't do. Um, and what I find, especially in like the hair industry, is what happens is that someone might like you know they start wearing hair extensions and they get excited about it. And then they don't never want to not wear the hair extensions. But then what happens is the hair extensions start causing a hair loss problem. And then it's like, oh. they, they need to take a break, but they don't, but they just keep hurting the issue. So I see that a lot. Um, it's, it, it, it's from like years of like, you know, of wearing hair extensions that can cause it. Some, a lot of wig services, you really, depending on the type of wig, um, it really might not do any damage, but like different types of hair extension methods and installations over time. Continuously, right. Yeah, cause hair loss. Okay. Um, so you'll see some thinning, like either like, you know, like some breakage thinning or like they might have extremely dry hair. Those are usually signs to me that there's something going on. Um, but I, but most of the times, people they know, like you know, they they you already know. Sometimes when you see black girls, we like, know we need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> There's something happening, um, and then you have to be. I know that I have to be very uh, delicate and fragile, especially in the conversation. I just had a conversation today. Um, the person didn't really like what I was saying, but I, you know, I was like, you really shouldn't do this, and you know, they they were crying, and you know, you have to be. It's it's, it's an emotional thing. Because yeah, they re- they want to fix the issue, and I was like, I I feel like you should still give your hair a break because you don't want to cause more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be very careful too about, especially when you're having conversations like that with someone. Because sometimes, mm. like, you know, disheartening for them. Like <laughs> that's understandable. Okay. What is your overall goal with helping women? Is it to bring out the beautiness? Is it to educate them? Uh, what do you like most about your business? So what I like most about my business is that one, it, it is, it's a, it's a woman's business. Like, even though obviously there have been that, um, that wear hair pieces and stuff like that, we really mm-hmm. don't deal with that, but I get to, I get to work with all women, um, black and brown women. I, I love working with them. I love being an inspiration to them. We have the best time of our lives. Um, I see them grow in such amazing, amazing ways. Um, you know, sub, especially doing hair, sometimes it can't be very lucrative, but I, I, when I work with my employees, I want them all to basically make six figures. I want them to feel empowered and I want to like, you know, make it life changing for them. So working with people, my team, I, I, you know, it's one of the, the greatest joys of my life. Um, working with women in my community, it makes me feel good that I can help them in a way. I mean, you know, when someone's, it's like, you know, they maybe not had hair 
for a long time. They probably went to, you know, went to the beauty supply store. They got wigs. They just still don't feel happy. But when uh -huh. you like change someone's life where it's to the point where they're like literally crying and like so um. happy, just literally tears are coming down their eyes because they're like, I didn't think I could get out of bed. I didn't feel like going to work. It was hard for me to be around my children. So those those moments that we have like literally every week, it's like, you know, it's like a tearjerker, but they make me so extremely happy. Like um. it makes me actually appreciate things that like I tell even like my customers, regular customers that are just going through like, you know, they might have just a little bit of a problem. And I'm like, I understand that you don't like the color of your hair. It's someone messed up the color of your hair, but imagine being having no hair or imagine having mm -hmm. to go through cancer, losing your hair and right. trying to find that. So this is not like, you know, things that happen to me bad in life, but those things are like, you know, nothing like they're nothing. Right. It makes Absolutely you, not, it makes you, little little like you, yeah. you, know, you get to like, you get to, like my problems are not real problems. These are what we call first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That and it does give you more of an awareness that you know the things we do take for granted because it's just like, oh, I hate flat ironing my hair, and it's like I never looked at it that way. Where it's like some people just wish that their hair would just grow back to where I'm complaining about, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh -huh. So it definitely puts life in perspective. It makes you appreciate the things you have and not care so much about things that really mean nothing to like you know if they those things mean nothing. Mm. So what are ways to keep your hair healthy with and without extensions? So, I mean, okay, there's, there's a lot of things you, sh you should do. Most people, which I find a lot of people do this, you need to make sure your hair is clean. You have to constantly, even if you have wear hair extensions or wigs or weaves, you need to be making sure that you're Cleaning your your hair. A lot of times when you don't, you're not seeing growth. Sometimes your pores are clogged, and you have to make sure you have to make sure that you're constantly cleaning and conditioning your hair. Things for hair growth, like if you're like having thin hair, minoxidil is like FDA that 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 actually does help with hair growth. Um, some people take biotin. Um, a, hair oils that I really like um, is castor oil because I feel like it thickens. Yeah, it can be too heavy. Yeah. Depending on the person's mm -hmm. hair type, it could be too heavy, but um, it does definitely thick thicken your hair. Um, oh. You just have to make sure as, as, as many, I think people use a lot of more products than they need to. Like, you know, they just, especially if you go to the drugstore and you're just buying all these different products. Yeah. People are not really looking at the, the labels to see what's in the label and what you yeah. really should be putting in your hair is alcohol and a lot of products, especially if you're buying like products at like CVS or Rite Aid mm -hmm. or any of those places, most of the times it's going to say that it has alcohol in it, which isn't good for your hair. And one of the worst things you could ever do to your hair is putting a box dye in your hair. Like it's very damaging. Like definitely avoid that at all. Oh, yeah. A box dye. Like, you know, a box dye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are the words. I haven't done that yet. It's really bad. I have in the past. I stopped doing that. Yeah, it's very, it's not. When she said, don't do it, don't do it no more. No, I stopped doing that a long time ago. But yeah, I mean, I just find that people, what happens is a lot of the products that they advertise, the hair products especially, they do more damage than good. 
What was it was something what was we I forget what the product was. I was just recently like a couple of months ago as I was look I was when I was doing some of my training I was like wow there's a hair product I cannot think of it for the life of me I'll probably think of it once I get off here but there's a hair product that has the same chemicals that um that people put mechanics use in cars like I forget what it is. It's it's what? ridiculous. Like you would like even with our food. Like you know how there's so many different things. Like, you're right. like, wow, where is that? Mm-hmm. like I was like, what? It was like the car, the oil, the car. Wow, oil, the wow, that's that, crazy. Uh, that is in a, a hair product. I forget what is this. I think it might be some shampoos too. I forget which one it is, but yeah, I think it's shampoo. I don't want to misspeak, but I believe it might be shampoo. So, now I got to check my shampoos. So I got to write. Yeah, just I know sure. you're gonna make me. Definitely the most important thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can you share one of your stories of one of your clients that touched your heart the most? What touched my heart the most? I feel like I had a story. Oh, I think I said some of it. That was the story I was going to say, but I will say, uh-huh. um, I will say, okay, I have a, a, well, there's a testimonial on my website, so I can, okay. I'm just going to say the name Stephanie, cause you can see it. And she wrote a really like, really, really, really great review about our company, but she was, she, I think she's at, she has stage five cancer. So it's okay. incurable. Um, and mm. she just wanted to, um, have a wig that looked as natural as her like natural hair mm-hmm. for like several years because she's like it was like she's at stage five and I think this is her second like you know this is like the final time so she's mm-hmm. always had like a short cut so I was able to give her a cut and I literally I don't think we've cried this much like I try to hold it in especially and be strong because you know I don't want to break down in front of clients sometimes especially when they're going through something so because make them feel more traumatic or more sad. right but it yeah. was just literally we were all crying it was like I, that moment it made me cry because just seeing how happy she was and she was like so teary-eyed and she came with a lot of times people with hair loss, they come with their friends because they just they they want to feel more comfortable. They just or comfort, say, right. it's like they yeah. have a private space, so there's not gonna be anyone else there with them. But you know, okay. so they just need like a friend or you know, someone to go along on their journey with them. And the friend yeah. was just so happy to see how she looks like, Oh, you look so great. Your grandmother is gonna be so happy to see you this way. It literally made me cry. It made everyone like it was everyone was crying. Like everyone was like, mm-hmm. Wow. Really, really <laughs> <laughs> and um she wrote me a really great review like a real like it was like so she was like and she's in part of like a lot of different like you know facebook groups with cancer and she was like literally always tags me in them and like you really have if you really need um a wig you should go to them but it was just it was just like you know the review really brought tears to my eyes because it was it's a really mm-hmm. great review and um i know that it just you know it makes it made her feel happy. Like it definitely made her feel happy that she was able, her grandmother was going to see her that one last time with her hair, the way like she looked all the time. So that was like, oh, was like well, you know, so I've, I felt really good about that. Like, you know, I made her grandmother's one of her final wishes come true. So that made me Aww. really happy. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Stage five. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And she had like, she's one of those people though. It's like, you know, you would think that 
someone like that, they would be, it would, you know, you'd be sad. You'd be, it's like she's literally smiling and happy every day. She's enjoying mm, every moment. She's not letting it take over her. That's yes, awesome. Yes, yeah, that, that's like, you know, I love people like that. It's like, wow, I need to just be much more happier about my situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Anything you want to express or share before we close? I, I just think you guys have an amazing platform. I'm thankful oh, that you guys want me to come on here. Um, you guys are doing an amazing job. Um, and I'm glad to be a part of this um, programming today. So thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And also, um, thank you for coming out. And for sharing your story and giving us uh, not only your story, but giving us your input on hair. I'm definitely going to be checking out my prod on my my hair stuff today. Make sure nothing has alcohol in it. <laughs> mm, oh my goodness. One question we ask all our guest speakers, what makes you uncommon? I would say just being, have, I think my spirit makes me uncommon, mm -hmm. you know? It's just like mm -hmm. having that tenacity, that drive, that burning desire to always yeah. do better, be better. That makes me definitely uncommon. Mm -hmm. I like I that. Like that. Mm -hmm. You can feel the spirit. Yeah, right. Your prayer did it. I feel like. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, thank you again for sharing your story and giving us, uh, you know, hair tips for our crowns, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> and thanks for the followers that were listening in. Um, I'm. You guys have to come check out our web, our apparel, guys. Uh. We also have men. We have other accessories on there. You definitely have to check it out at www.uncommonwomen.net. As well as if you have any topics and if you want to be a potential speaker as well, come check out our website again, www.uncommonwomen.net. You also have to subscribe and follow our YouTube page, guys. Yes. <laughs> and also... Check out uh, we, us, Uncommon Women, as having a self-love seminar. Come on, ladies. Get those tickets because those tickets are running out. They're selling out fast. And next week's episode will be recorded on May 13th, reevaluating our thinking process. And thank you, everyone. And thank you, Nakia, again. And stay uncommon. Bye. Bye.